Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. You're thinking, okay, here we go again. Two seconds, one second, the Hornets no. Arkansas win! The Razorbacks have won it! This year's team is built different. They're built more above the rim. Coach Matt Zimmerman on Out of Bounds is brought to you by Telco Federal Credit Union. Providing loans since 1950 for your dream home, duck cabin, home remodel, or vehicle. Apply online at telco.com. It's Out of Bounds, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, now joined by Coach Matt Zimmerman. How's it going, Coach? Hey, what's up, Joe? What's up, guys? Going okay. I'm trying to get out of Fayetteville. The weather's nasty, but uh, it is what it is. We got to go to Oxford and find a way to beat those guys. Okay, Coach. Before we get into uh, some Razorback basketball, we're going to discuss plenty with you. Know you pay attention to a lot of sports out there, and with the NFL, the championship games are set. We have the Chiefs and Ravens. Lions and 49ers. What are you thinking on those two games, Coach? Well, definitely the Chiefs. I, I don't. I think their toughest game was in Buffalo. That's a hard place to play. And I know everyone's high on the Ravens, but I, I don't think the Ravens will be ready for this. It's, you know, it's a big moment. Big AFC championship game. I know they've been there. This coaching staff, Harbaugh does a good job. But I, I think the Chiefs will just be too much for them. Uh, too much is pointing the Chiefs' way. So, I was wrong about the Cowboys, so take that for what it's worth. But uh, 49ers, 49ers and the uh, Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Chiefs, I think, beat 49ers. I like it, Coach. You're already like going the, like to the that. next step. You, you yeah, get past yeah. the championships and uh, already got your Super Bowl prediction out there. Yeah. Hey, when you coach, man, you can't ever look past the very next game, so. Now that I'm not coaching, I'll look, I'll look 14 games ahead. I'll look 12 <laughs> games ahead. It don't matter. I'll look whatever. I love it. All right. So what's the schedule as far as you guys getting out of there, heading to Oxford and uh, seeing that game with Arkansas Ole Miss? Well, uh, they're leaving right now. Usually we fly with them, but we've, we've always flown a smaller plane to Ole Miss and to Auburn. And the reason we do that, and we found a 30-seat plane. It's all first-class seating. It's a nice deal but the reason we did that years back uh, jeff daniels started doing that when he was with razorback basketball was because if you fly to oxford and you take one of the bigger planes arkansas flies big planes and if you you can't land that oxford so you got to go to tupelo which is what football does or you go to memphis and then you know hour hour and 15 minute drive which is not bad coach must not big on those drives so and so auburn you go to montgomery or you go to Columbus, Georgia, and the football's done both. And uh, us doesn't like to do that either. So we, we fly <laughs> right into Auburn. And uh, so you take a smaller plane, and this is a very big staff. And it's got a – it's literally, I think, the biggest staff in college basketball. And now we've got 16 players. So we got a 30-seat plane. And so uh, they, they booted us. There were several booted. A lot of people uh, – had to make the drive, and that's okay. You got to do whatever's best for the team. And so uh, making the drive, but it ain't real good weather to drive to Oxford right now, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's interesting though when you break it down between football and basketball, some of the differences there. But it does make sense when you're talking about a smaller roster altogether that you are able to fly more direct in, into some of those places. 
Yeah, absolutely. Everywhere else, I mean, from Tuscaloosa to, you know, obviously Nashville, Columbia, South Carolina, Columbia, Missouri, they all have pretty big airports. There's no problem. Just Oxford and Auburn are both small. They're very small. Even Starkville, right outside of Starkville, about eight miles outside of town, you got this Golden Triangle Airport, which is Clarks, which is Columbus and Starkville and West Point, all those towns. They have a pretty nice airport there. And so you can even fly into Starkville with relative ease as long as the weather's okay. But uh, yeah, Auburn and Ole Miss, it don't matter how nice the weather is, you're not going to fly in there with a very with a very big jet. So as far as the staff being the biggest in college basketball, how did that come about? What has Coach Musk said? And, and, and what's the difference as far as how many staffers they have compared to maybe the average of other teams? That's just me saying that. I've been told by a couple of college basketball guys that keep up with that kind of stuff. They told me that about three years ago. And it is a large staff. And uh, But there's a lot of programs that have large staffs. And I think Coach just wants to utilize and get as much information as he can. He has a lot of guys that focus on other teams that we're not even playing, you know, for you know, for, for, the, for, for the portal. That'll be happening, you know, the end of March, 1st of April. It's portal time. You know, and so he wants to have a lot of preparation done. He has staff working on Ole Miss. He has staff working on Kentucky game. He has staff, you know, helping coach these guys with him. You got film guys. You got content guys, which are social media people. You got trainers. You got a nutritionist. You got uh, a lot of assistants. You know, you see, you had two assistants. And then about 25 years ago, it went to three assistants, which I was very happy about that because it gave me an opportunity. But now this past summer, they went to five assistants. So there's a lot of staff, especially at a big-time SEC school. Coach, when we look at this game against South Carolina, Arkansas loses 77-64. One of the biggest problems they had was defending B.J. Mack from the three-point yeah. line. And you're talking about a big that can step out outside the three-point line. He went three of four and uh, had a really good shooting night overall, scored 18 points in 24 minutes. But what, what were some of the glaring issues that you saw in that game in South Carolina? Yeah, number one, defense. We just we had a hard time keeping them in front of us. You know, they were able to catch it. Even the first possession, we're guarding them, playing man-to-man, and they get it to the big kid, uh, big number 30, Boyle. And he just blew right by us off the dribble and went and laid it in. You know, at critical time, we couldn't stop him off the dribble. And it was a little bit frustrating. There were some times we left B.J. Mack too open, which we all knew he could shoot it. And he, he didn't do it. You know, he, he was so good in that game. 18 points, nine rebounds, played smart, played with energy, played hard. Uh, and we did a good job on – their best player, Michi Johnson. Michi only had went two for seven. Michi did not shoot the ball well. And then you had Miles Studi out, so you felt pretty confident, but we couldn't do anything with it. We, we just couldn't do anything with it. And uh, the defense was our number one problem, and our number two problem was inability to hang in there rebounding again. You're every game, we're getting out rebounded by 10 or by 12 or by 17. And... Um, you know, it's hard to win. You can get out-rebounded. It's hard to get out-rebounded double figures frequently 
and win. And then the third thing was, you know, just overall being able on offense to get consistency and be able to turn to a certain one or two or three or four guys and get buckets. And there was too many stretches in that game, Joe. We, we didn't score. And we got guarding them very well on the other end. Next thing you know, you're, you go from being down six to being down 16. And South Carolina led the game from start to finish. They had their biggest lead at 19. They ended up winning the game by 13. But it was one of those games where they were in control throughout the game. Arkansas made it a little bit closer at times. But when you look at it, for the most part, South Carolina was in control. Yeah, South Carolina did two things really good. They, they executed very well on the offensive end by making us have to guard for the for sometimes, you know, pretty deep into the shot clock. And then they would they would find a weakness or expose a weakness, whether it was inside the post or just beating us off the dribble or good ball movement in getting an open three. And B.J. Mack or Phelan Cooper or Beachy would would knock a three-pointer down. They did a really good job on offense. I was super impressed with South Carolina. I was definitely wrong. I felt like that we would win that game. I knew it wouldn't be easy peasy, but I thought, hey, if we if we play a great game, we shoot the ball well, we just came off the A&M victory, which was great, that we had a chance to really to, to maybe you know, build a little lead on them. And this is what we couldn't. We behind. We played behind. And I think we're a team that needs to be in front or close to the front. We have, we've shown an ability to fight back, but we haven't really shown an ability to fight back and then win the game, whether it was North Carolina or Memphis or Greensboro when we were down a bunch in the first half, had to fight back, or if it was Auburn. We just weren't able to fight back and do anything. So I think we need to hang in. I don't want to see us fall behind tomorrow. I want to see us in the lead, and that way we don't have to worry about that. Now, Coach, you've mentioned Arkansas struggling on the defensive side of the ball. It seems to have been a theme that's carried over for a good portion of the season. Is there one thing that you can point to that, that needs to be corrected on the defensive end, or are there a, a multitude of factors that are just leading to uh, a collapse defensively? Yeah, it's just a lot of things. But, you know, we, we block shots. That's a positive. We got good athletes. That's a positive. The negative is we haven't kept people in front of us enough that people have been able to get arrested. Sounds easy. That's hard to correct. I've coached teams where we had a hard time keeping guys in front of them. And that's kind of what this Racerback team is going through right now. We block shots. We change shots. Uh, top five in the country blocking shots. But we're still getting beat too much off the dribble. And uh, overall, you know, I think each individual guy has got to be determined that I'm, I'm going to play better team defense. I'm going I'm to help my teammates more. And that's going to, in turn, help me play better defense because my teammates are going to be helping me more. And through that team defense, maybe we can we can start winning some ball games because coaches' teams last first year was a struggle a little bit. They guarded the three point line very well, but the last three years it's been a little bit. You know, it's been a good defense, and so it's been very surprising that the defense has not been very good so far this season. Coaches, Arkansas takes on Ole Miss. What can you tell us about this Ole Miss team and the matchup between Arkansas and Ole Miss coming up tomorrow? It's really going to be interesting. I think Ole Miss is a little bit like us. They're kind of they're kind of licking their wounds right now. They won their first 14. Didn't have the world's toughest schedule, but they did win at Central Florida. Kansas didn't do that. 
They beat Memphis at home, a real good win. I think it was 80 to 77. Uh, you know, they, they beat in, blew out NC State 72 to 52. They did some, they just took care of business. And then they went to Tennessee and reality struck and they lost by 30, maybe 28, something like that. And then they come home and they played great. They score 103 on Florida. I think it was 103 to 85. I watched that game before we played Florida. I mean, they they were so they looked really, really, really good. And then they beat Vandy, kind of an ugly game. And then they go on the road. They did not play well at LSU. They they struggled on defense. LSU hung 89 points on them, guys. And then they turn around and get beat by 30 against Auburn. Again, it was their defense. They could now Auburn's good. Um, I think Auburn may lose this week at Alabama, but Auburn's got a strong chance to win this conference. And uh, I think Ole Miss is kind of uh, wounded right now, but they're going home, and they need they need to hold court on their home court. Alan Flanagan, Little Rock Parkview, a key part, uh, long career at, at Auburn. And his dad, of course, Wes, another Parkview guy, is, is an assistant there. And I really like Alan and Wes Flanagan. Um, I hope Alan does well, but we win. And uh, I think that Matthew Morrell's a good player. The good news is, throughout time, we've done a pretty fair job on Matthew Morrell. He averages 16. Alan averages 16. And guys, you got to watch this shot blocker off the bench. And he, he's top five in the country. He's the 14th in the NCAA history blocks per game. Not total blocks. He's not in the top 20, I don't think, total blocks in his career. But he was in Western Kentucky. They normally bring him off the bench. And he's seven foot five. Okay. Joe, that's a big man. Yeah, it is. And uh, that's a big man. I'm, I can't wait to see him. I've never seen him in person. Because I want to see if he's seven five. I got a good height to a thermometer in my head. I'm going to see if my man's 7'5 uh, tomorrow night. But he, he's really good. Um, they got another post kid inside who's not bad. He only averages about three points. But, he, but he, he's, he's active. And, uh, you know, Brakefield's a guy that's been there in their program. He's a Jackson, Mississippi guy. He's a good player. Yeah, he's going to average 11 points a game. He, he's good enough to hurt you if you don't get on Brakefield. I know that's a guy Coach Bunsen was very determined to, to slow down. You got you got to stop Allen and, and Morrell. You got to keep those guys at ten points, eight points, twelve points, and don't don't let them hammer you. So, what is it about Arkansas that they can do to attack Ole Miss in a certain sense? What is it that Arkansas can do to um, control the game and yeah. and and have it in their hands more so? Well, I think that's a good question. Number one. The people that have beat them, three teams that have beat Ole Miss, have all been able to score in pretty good chunks, whether it was LSU getting 89 down in Baton Rouge uh, or Tennessee, you know, scoring 90 on them in Knoxville. The teams that beat them, it wasn't like a grinded out 58 to 57 game. It was those teams scored a lot of points. And listening to Chris Beard, some of his press conference stuff, some of the things he said, he is, he's been a little bit uh, frustrated with their ability to get stops. And I've already heard him say, well, you know, you, 
You can't let somebody score five times in a row. We let them score five times in a row. We got a couple stops, then they scored four times in a row. So they've had these stretches, the people that have beaten them. So Arkansas has got to be very, very confident and, and very aggressive on both ends, especially on offense. We have got to drive these guys. We can always kick it out and knock a three, but we've got to be on attack mode. We need to be able to set good, hard screens to help teammates get open. Very important in this game. I think we need a good start, fellas. I think we need a good start. If, you know, if it's under 12 media, under 16 media, and we got the lead or it's tied, I like that. We just don't want to have one of those starts for it's the under 16 media the first half and we're already down six points or eight points. So who are some of the guys who can sort of take charge offensively and give you that uh, that spark offensively? Would it be a Traymond yeah. Mark? Would it be a Keon yeah. Menafield? Uh, anybody else maybe? We're, we're going to get Coach reconnected there. He was having some issues, and uh, he, they're in the midst of traveling, trying to get to Ole Miss, so... If we can't get him back, then uh, he he broke everything down for us pretty much. Looking at this this game with Arkansas coming up against Ole Miss, but as we mentioned, you know Arkansas has had their struggles, and especially in that game against South Carolina. So now they turn the page forward. They want to get on to the Ole Miss game and try to bounce back in a sense if they are able to do that. And we are rejoined by Coach Matt Zimmerman, Coach Z. Got it. Uh, right here, you know, I'm around Chester. You know where Chester is? It's an old Boston Mount right yep. here. Okay. Uh, but, but Menafield, you know, Menafield could help. I think mean, he's going to be the backup point guard. I do think that uh, we need good minutes from Tremont Mark. He needs to score at probably 20 or 15 at the minimum. And I think Battle, you know, I think at some point, Coach is going to turn back to Caleb Battle. He did the other day for a few minutes. And I think he's going to go back to Battle and say, hey, bring it. Let's see what you've got. You're our second-leading scorer, points per game. Let's see what you got. And, and hopefully he can step up and get back to the Caleb battle that we saw in January and in February – or, I mean, I'm sorry, in November and in December because we need him. We need scoring. Um, and I think that Jalen Graham could really do some damage with quick moves in the post. And I think he's going to have to play it and help us to win. Well, what have you seen from L. Ellis over the past couple of games and what he's been able to bring from the point guard position? Well, he's brought a little bit of stability. He's had his turnovers down. He was having stretches of turnovers. That's what kind of got him a little bit in the Bahamas. And then he went cold. Same time he was having turnovers, he wasn't shooting it very well. And so that reduced his playing time. Now it's defense. Um, his defense wasn't great the other day, but I thought it was very good at times against A&M. Wade Taylor got hot. There was about five five Razorbacks tried to guard Wade Taylor didn't have much success. But I do think that L is bringing some stability. He's a 23-year-old young man. He's a pretty mature young man, and I think that we need that. And I think he's going to give effort when he's out there. Benefield's coming behind me, Lady Walker in there. Um, and I really would love to see Devo getting us about 10 or 12 a game consistently. Guys in double figures on Saturday, Tremont Mark. We need 
that day you score. That day you have good talent. That day you make it difficult on Ole Miss trying to figure out how to guard you. Right now, teams are focused on Tremont because he's the one doing the most damage. Well, Coach, we appreciate you spending some time here on Out of Bounds today. Safe travels with uh, all the weather going on, and uh, we'll hear from you tomorrow night on the call for Razorback basketball as they take on Ole Miss. I appreciate it, guys. I hope that next Tuesday we're talking about one or at least maybe even two wins. You just never know. It'd be nice to get some wins this week. We need it. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Talk to you soon, Coach Z. All right, guys. Thank you.